football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw, rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh my indeed. Welcome back everyone to the Sports Bits Podcast with Moco here to talk about all things Boston Celtics. For right now, we'll bring back the Florida contact in the summer when media day happens. So that's when I'm officially going to bring it back. But for right now, it's all NBA playoffs. We have a lot of playing tournaments to talk about, at least the first round of the playing tournament. We still have one more game tonight. Uh, one more game that's the last one of the playing tournament, which is the Warriors versus Grizzlies. We will talk about that game and probably about the Warriors next uh, week because I'm, we're assuming the Warriors are going to win. So that's like our little uh, prediction. I think it's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> I don't, so yeah, I don't that's really up for much debate. Yeah, it's not really, not really much. Yep, exactly. Not really much to <laughs> debate about. But um, honestly, I'm going to let, let you read, let you talk, uh, let you choose which game we talk about first. Because honestly, I have nothing written up. So there's going to be a lot of free flowing stuff. I have a few notes in my head about what I what, like witnessed during the game. A couple of games that I did watch. There's, mm. I think I, I missed the Grizzly San Antonio game and I missed the uh wizards pacers last night but that was a blowout so they're not much there yeah. but which game do you I want to also, talk about yeah i also missed the Grizzlies spurs game because um i got my covid shot and then i just like fell asleep <laughs> exactly but, how um, i was too so the second yeah, one right I, I watched um i watched the three i watched the other three games um they were all like uh i mean eh you know, like yeah. the, the the Pacers game was a huge blowout. Um, the Wizards Celtics game I actually did kind of enjoy watching because yes. um, Tatum dropped a fat fifty bomb. He had three fifties um, in the past and, like ten games or something, or yeah, like the whole past like month or he something like that. Like, he, he dropped sixty. Uh, like yeah, he dropped like multiple fifty point, forty point, and like one sixty point games all in the past month or something like yep. that. Mm-hmm. So he's clearly <laughs> turning up for the playoffs, which even as a Nets fan going into playing the Celtics, I am excited to see him turn up a little bit because I know that he's capable of that. Yeah. But, um, I really liked watching the actually the, the Wizards Celtics game just because um, like I, I liked watching how Tatum could, you know, like he, he really found his shot that game. Like mm-hmm. if, you, if, you know, I mean, you said you watched the game. I'm sure you saw the same things that I yep. did. But um, <laughs> he was taking a lot of shots and you were like, what like what are you doing i got but, scared um, yeah. I, yeah i got really he would, scared he would book it you know from pretty much anywhere on the court so um yeah that was really nice to watch i enjoyed I'm, watching that i'm just gonna say like first thing I, that came off my like the first thing that came off the box score because like i watched the game didn't really notice it but kemba and tatum combined for 80 80 points out of the 118 points yeah like kemba actually had like a very good game as well and then, of course, your boy Tristan Thompson scored 12. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's useful. <laughs> he's useful when Robert Williams is out. He brings something. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he doubled. He doubled, Tristan Thompson double-doubled, so good for him. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, off the Celtics, like, what are your thoughts about the at least the Wizards side? I mean, I mean, Westbrook played his part. Like, we locked down, uh, like, I guess, Westbrook and Beal the first half. I mean, Beal started to turn up the second quarter. But I saw, like, mm-hmm. Westbrook had a tough time trying to drive to the basket. His shots, like I saw all the like missed shot compilation during the game. They had like one on that on the broadcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Westbrook I mean, is having a tough day. Yeah, I watched. I watched um, at least. I watched like the second half pretty um, pretty intensely. And um, yeah, you just like watched him throw up shots, and they would just brick every single time. Um, his shot just was not falling. And um, I heard the announcer say something where like he, you know, he's the kind of guy. Westbrook is the kind of guy to like shoot through um, like a slump that he's having. Yep. Um, and I think honestly, it kind of hurt them in, in this pat in, in the game against the Celtics. Cause he took 18 shots, you know, he made six of them 33%. 
Like that's oh for four from three. I mean, he's not a great three point shooter, but still, him taking four shots, I would I would relegate him to more of like two to two shots a night from three point line. So threes or something like that. Um, but something that also jumped out to me was the fact that he only had five assists. You know, and he's known as a guy to get triple doubles like a you know an absolute madman. So double digit assists is nothing crazy to him. So the fact that he only got five, I think, shows also that the uh, Celtics were able to actually play like serviceable defense against this Wizards team. See, that's the thought. My thought about the defense wise is that we didn't have Robert Williams and we still, I mean, mm. it, I guess Robert Williams in this game didn't matter because speaking of injuries, so we don't have Brown, we don't have Robert Williams. And I don't think the Wizards had anybody like su- super massive at the I three. Think, I think Robert Williams played this game, but it says uh, uh, on ESPN, it says he only played oh, four yeah. minutes. Never mind. Oh, he so went out. Yeah, he, he had his, like his toe got aggravated again during mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like the rest of the game, it didn't really matter if he was there or not because there's no big you know, center threat or mm-hmm. like our big forward threat that we had to worry about. We will yeah, have to worry was, about that. Yeah. Like uh, who, who the Wizards have? They have Alex Len and yep. um, Rui. Like and Rui Hachimura, if you, like, if you count that. I mean, Bertans is a great, but he's more of a stretch four. So you wouldn't yeah. put Robert and honestly, Williams Bertans on has been playing like kind of pretty mediocre in these past couple games for the for the wizards i mean he's not really he doesn't really turn up in the playoffs but i mean he's a great yeah. like you know average player he's, he didn't make he's meant to be a three and d like stretch four guy but mm-hmm. he, he made zero from seven so I, that probably yeah, did totally. hurt him as well yeah that's what i'm oh, saying speaking of three point this is another thing i forgot to mention this is another thing i, I was looking at the boss score right after but mm-hmm. the Wizards' score uh, of three point percentage was 14 percent. that's the thing i was i was gonna bring up i forgot that was like the high i think that was like my main stat i was like yeah if, this is probably why they lost because Beal went 0 for 6 and I mean 1 for 6 and he's a pretty good three point shooter. Ishmith only had one three, so yeah. I mean, there's no. I mean, I feel like Davis uh, Davis Breton should have made more threes, mm-hmm. and you know, especially if he's of course Beal. And yeah, he misses all of them. That's a huge problem. That's. I mean, that's the main problem with the with the Wizards. I think that's the main key reasons they lost. But I mean, this also had me worried about the Celtics. Wise, I mean, we did go 33 from three, but also our team overall did not perform at all i mean like we had tatum and kemba and then look at the rest of the guys like i mean fournier did his yeah, job bench, most of these the guys didn't was, shoot that well yeah the so. bench was lacking i mean you only had other than other than tatum and walker Brown. only I mean, yeah, walker only tristan thompson had double digit points yeah and uh, you would expect fournier to turn up you expect at least marcus smart to get like 10 15 a night mm-hmm. i mean average i mean he 15 is kind of high for him but i think average between 10 and 15 Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Tristan Thompson did his job for replacing Robert Williams when he went out. Yeah, and uh, like Evan, For- Evan Fournier had a, a, a like a bad night shooting. He went three for 11, two for six from three, you know, eight Tatum points. played 40 minutes too, which is crazy. I mean, the minutes also – look at the rotate. Like, look at the – have you – do you have the minutes pulled up? Because yeah. look at our, our stretch – like our spread of minutes. Like, look at the starting lineup. All had like 30, 35 plus – and then yeah. looked at the bench. Like, all had thirty, and then everybody else is sub fifteen. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is if we hopefully we don't play like this against the Nets because we need to get like good rotations and get get our stars rested so we can keep playing, keep up with you know uh, Harden, KD, and Kyrie. Of course, we are playing example in the Nets. Yeah, first, it's gonna be <laughs> first a, it's round. It's gonna be so. a tough matchup. I ain't gonna lie. It's gonna be a brawl, but. Yeah, I don't. If the, hopefully this is just a one game thing because I do not, I did not like how the Celtics played. Mine is, of course, Kemba and Tatum taking like what is it combined fifty six shots? Yeah, to, fit, combined fifty six shots in total. It's I don't know. I, we need to have find someone else to rely on for scoring. 
Hopefully Fournier can be that option. Marcus Mark can turn up a it's, little bit. I think it's got to be Fournier because like right, what, like what's Jalen Brown's timeline? Like he's he, not no, he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. talking about this last like, week. So including, <laughs> including the including the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, so like he's he's gone, and he was like a, yeah, he, him and Tatum were the two you know first and second option for the team. So yeah, like Fournier has to turn up. Walker needs to like you know stop shitting bricks i mean he's he, past, he was he was 42 percent from three season. so I, I i'd take that any day so no for the second half of the season he's definitely been playing a lot better there's no doubt but um, I, I think it might be helpful consistent yeah i was i think it's been helpful that brown has been out so he's been taking more of that like that backup role to tatum mm-hmm. i think that's better for yeah. him especially like not being the third option i think the two second option is better for him so yeah. i think he's i think he's doing all right like anytime brown has been out, i think he's been stepping up where he mm-hmm. needs to be yeah, but overall, I, I mean, want to see him be more be more of a playmaker because I mean, still on the Celtics right now, it was 20 assists to the Wizards 17, 17. actually. So the Celtics actually have more assists, never mind. But yeah, um, that's still a decently low I, number, right? Yeah, I want to see team. I want to see Kemba get more into a facilitator role. Um, then yeah, I mean, I think I've said that a couple times on this podcast, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. going to be a big success key to success for the Celtics, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else. I mean, there's not much else to really talk about this game. We blew them out by 18 points, and we I think we pretty much dom- like controlled the whole game. Yeah, there's no time. Like, I mean, I guess you can count the second quarter, but there's no time that the Wizards had a like a point advantage per quarter minus yeah, the second no. quarter with 35 point, uh, 33 points from the Wizards and 25 from the Celtics. But every other quarter, we kept control. It's the Wizards, man. I don't know. They didn't have they didn't have um, uh, Thomas Bryant or anything that would I would be scared about. But yeah, I mean, not much else to talk about in that game. I mean, unless you have any last comments, last like last minute comments. No, I mean, I think that to to look at the playing games, it is a little bit different, obviously, because it's a one and done game, you know. So like when you actually go into a seven game best of seven series, it's going to be different. So um, yeah, just want to make bring that up, you know. Yeah, this this is a game seem really different. Like, do you have the the way the weight of a playoff game but they're just one-off things so you can't make mistakes exactly it's all it's like a it's like um it's basically like a march madness game you know it's it is march it's basically march madness and for the mm-hmm. first couple it's nba march things. madness and i think i i think it's i don't know it's weird like how do you feel about the playing game again you can tell last week i didn't even know how the format was like i was so yeah. clueless like i just like i didn't know and i was like why do we have this mm-hmm. and i i guess it's great because i mean the celtics would have been the seventh seed regardless I think they would have won against the Wizards and kept the seventh seed, even if they did it, had the play-in tournament or not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's whatever. I mean, they want to do it. Hopefully, they don't keep it for too long. Like, if they bring That's it back, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about that. If they keep bringing it back. But. Guess, who's call, guess who's calling me right now? Who? It's James. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going uh, to answer real quick. All right. No, yeah. I mean – I'm just going to keep going just because uh, we do have a couple things. So I think we'll talk about quickly. We'll talk about the uh, Grizzlies versus Spurs uh, just because it was, it was a really tight game. And it was funny because I was, um, I'm going to do a little solo bit while Reed's calling, <laughs> calling James. And uh, so I was watching the first qu- quarter and it, you saw the score. The Grizzlies were blowing out the Spurs and it's just not a fun time to watch. I was like, all right, the Grizzlies got this. I don't think the Spurs have a chance especially if they let him go up by that much in the first quarter. I mean, uh, what did you have any uh, stuff to add on or did you? Um, uh, oh, well, yeah. So it was James and, um, he, <laughs> you know, he answers the phone. He's like, uh, hello. <laughs> I was okay, like, he's not, he's not getting up, up for this. 
yeah and he was like i just woke up i was like all right like i'll tell moco and he was like oh i'm sorry and i was like yeah. <laughs> man yeah i know it's funny though because uh the little side thing that we were all texting like yo we're like when are we gonna get this thing recorded because like we're like right in the middle of the playing tournament because if we recorded yesterday we would have missed the lakers game because mm-hmm. we'd be recording during the lakers game like nah and then yeah. you were well, right you're right me and, me and james were driving home from virginia that's that too you know, we're both back in new jersey now back home everyone's back home so zoom's gonna be taking over most of our our podcast yeah. until we get back but yeah i mean it, it was it was a weird time to try to find a recording uh like a recording slot because you would either have to record at the end of the playing tournament but by but by the time this comes up it would have been the first round of the playoff first round of the playoffs and if you do it too early you don't know the outcomes of the playing tournament so i think today is honestly the best day just because we know the warriors are gonna win tonight so yeah i think we and pretty we much have our seating set we thought that now would be a good time to record, but apparently, apparently, apparently somebody not. isn't awake for the, for that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, really, that's, that's a classic. That's a classic O'Connor move, though. O'Connor move, yes. <laughs> James is a uh, sleep sleep at two in the two in the afternoon. So I'm just gonna bring uh bring it back to the Sp- uh, Grizzly Spurs. So I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna continue my point. Um, so yeah, I, I cut the game off right at, after the first quarter, seeing them just blow them out, and the Spurs absolutely getting toasted. And then I checked the score later, like around the third quarter, the Spurs brought it back. So I, mm-hmm. I saw in the second quarter, they actually were able to keep up and add some points back. And also seeing Rudy Gay apparently was the star of the, like the X factor oh, yeah. of the Spurs that night at the end of the oh, day. Yeah. Cause he was he the one carrying a- that, that bench unit while everyone else, like all the guards, like Dejounte Murray and Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker were all like not playing as well as they're supposed to play usually in the regular season. So he was actually holding up the fort for the most part, along with DeRozan. Yeah, and it was well, great to see. Even DeRozan had like a you know not a great night. He went five yeah. for twenty one from the field, um, and he did. He went ten for eleven from the line, which is you know where he got a decent chunk of his points. I mean, that's but, still um, good to see from him. So yeah, uh, I take like it. Some, Rudy Gage is something got into him, but um, I remember watching. I remember watching the game. I he missed. He missed a one like at least one clutch free throw to bring the game within three points or something is at the end of the game yeah because it was yeah and then um then he cans this like crazy three um he was like a couple steps behind the line and he just like books it right over um oh wait DeRozan it was it might have been DeRozan but so I I can't remember wait who who are you talking about that would can the three Rudy Gay hit the three Oh, uh, Rudy Gay. He hit yeah. it right over someone. I can't remember who it was, but um, it was oh, a crazy shot. And, like, it would have been – um, I think it would have either tied the game or brought it to within one or something, but he had missed the free throw. So, yeah. then, like, it didn't really matter as much. And it was honestly just kind of, like, kind of tragic to see just because, like, Rudy Gay had such a good game and then he misses this one free throw. Yep. And, look, he kind of, you know, screws the whole – the rest Let's of the game. Let's see. I'm checking the play-by-play this year. Yeah, Rudy Gay misses three uh, three-point jump shot from 27 feet. Uh, where is that – where are the yeah so Rudy Gay makes three pointer at the nine second mark. This is by DeRozan, yada yada. Um, yeah, I mean yeah, John Morant misses. Okay, John Morant misses one. Okay, I was wondering who you talking about who missed it. I was like, oh, John Morant misses uh, one of his free throws. But yeah, going back to it, I mean, as I was gonna keep going through, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know. This game was really whack because I thought the Blaze, like the Grizzlies had at least one hundred twenty points in them. And they were gonna blow out the Spurs. Uh, but that was just my original like thought, like leaving the game at, at the first quarter, because I wasn't really, you know, too interested in this game just because I think I thought the Grizzlies were going to blow them out. Like you saw how they how John Morant, Dylan Brooks, even Valanciunas played really well. Like usually he's not 
The, Valanciunas had a 2020 game. Yeah. He did a great game. Yeah, he had 23 points. Yeah, 23-23, which is, like, crazy to see because I didn't think Valanciunas had that in him. I thought it would be more uh, John Morant and uh, Jared Jackson taking most of the shots. But, you know, I think Valanciunas did his job and played really well. Maybe that that's a sign to come in for the next game if they want to upset the Warriors. Maybe Jared, um, Valanciunas is the X factor if he keeps this up. You know, rebounding yeah, well and, and like, playing well. Yeah, because I mean, we knew, we know that we've been knew that Valentunis can. Like, I, I had no doubt in my mind that he was able to grab twenty three rebounds. I think we've even seen him do it this season. At like, yes. 25. Oh, we had we had that one one time. I think one of the podcasts we were talking about him getting like eighteen rebounds or something crazy number. Yeah, and I was he like, had all like right, some ridiculous number. He's like, he's obviously a very good rebounder. I don't think there's any debate about that. But um, yeah, the fact that he had 23 points as well, like we know he's a pretty good scorer. I'm pretty sure he's he's got to be averaging like somewhere in the 18. I can look. He's averaging 17 like points that. this season. 17 points. All right. So yeah, so he's averaging like somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, so like if he, I mean if he can turn up and get like a 20, you know, 20 points a night, then um, they're not gonna have to rely so heavily on John Morant scoring, you know. And John Morant's gonna have a really tough time scoring against the Golden State Warriors because Draymond Green is going to be locking down the paint, you know, and Ja traditionally likes to, um, you know, attack the drive. Run. Yeah, he's, he has a similar play style. So I think um, Russell Westbrook, like he's not as big and athletic. Or I think he's about the same athleticism, but he's not as big, but he still likes to drive and attack the paint. And yeah, I don't see him taking yeah, too many threes. But Yeah, it seems like he doesn't like to shoot that much. But um, yeah, I mean, it works for him. You know, John Morant's one of my favorite players. He's awesome. It says a lot because they only shot 22 threes in total that whole game, like throughout the whole team. And usually it's mainly Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson shooting those threes. Kyle Anderson mm-hmm. went two for two on three-pointers, so that's good for him. I, mainly I didn't see anything too crazy about this game. I mean, it, it was I thought it was going to be a blowout, but the Spurs, you know, I, I texted in the chat, like if the Spurs come back and upset the the yeah. the, the, like, the Grizzlies, Pop still crazy. got it, and he might be able to make some noise in the playoffs, mm-hmm. like bring whoever they're playing against, like a six-game series in the first round. Or something scary, but I guess uh you know I guess uh their players had, didn't have the uh, you didn't have the muscle in them for that for that game because yeah, Shante Murray I, did I, not I play well. Do so much with the crappy roster, yeah, <laughs> debatably crappy. But I think uh I have I mean, I yeah faith. even on paper like it looks pretty solid, you know. Yeah, I mean, you like got Dejounte, you got DeRozan. Kelvin you know, Johnson stepped up the season, so Kelvin Johnson stepped up. Dejounte Murray, you know, had like a pretty decent season. Yep. Um, yeah, so like on paper they look good, but yeah, something about them they just did not mesh together, which is weird because Pop is known as some guy who can like just make dudes work together. Yeah, know? he's one of the, I would say what uh, debatably one of the best coaches of all time next to Phil Jackson. Oh, yeah. I would Definitely put him up there. The best coaches of all time for sure. For sure, but yeah, there's not much to talk about that game. I just wanted to say that I, I quit on the game after the first quarter, and I thought it was gonna be a blowout. That was like my only two thoughts. Yeah, but then <laughs> and then and Rudy Gay, of course, but. I think that we should talk about the biggest game of the night uh, that I didn't even watch the whole game up, but you did. Just and I was, I was an idiot not to finish it because I fell asleep uh, yeah. right, at, right at the end of the third quarter. So, oh, man. Dude, it was, it was actually – it was great watching this game because, yeah. um, I mean, it was back and forth pretty much the entire Okay, obviously time. we're talking about the Wizards – I mean, the, the Warriors versus Lakers, by the way, just so everyone knows. Cause like, oh, right, yeah, everyone, should, everyone should know this game if you're <laughs> an NBA fan. But if you don't, we're talking about the Warriors versus Lakers. So, but um, yeah, I mean, it was like it was really just exciting to watch because it was neck and neck pretty much the entire time, and that's what I like. I like close matches, even you know if it's like my team versus another team. Like I, I still want to see like a close game. It's just more exciting. 
Um, so yeah, this game was really fun to watch. Um, LeBron, I'm sure you've seen the highlight and I'm sure everybody else, you know, the three other people that are, that are listening to this right now also <laughs> saw the highlight. Um, he just hits an, a bomb three right over mm-hmm. Steph Curry, you know, with his goofy Steph three point exactly. shooting form. I, yeah, I, I like, hate I, LeBron. I, that's the one thing about LeBron. I hate his shooting form. <laughs> it still makes it, but that go, like that goofy. Okay. A goofy shooting form. You guys, I can't, I can't like take myself seriously every time I look at it. Yeah. But I he mean, still he, makes them though. But yeah, I, I mean, dude, it's, my it's damn wet, thing. It's wet still. And he, there we go. he hits it right over Curry in perfect Curry fashion. Like I totally could have seen Curry hitting the exact same shot over him. Yep. And, Honestly, I didn't actually – I mean, he hit that shot at, like, I think there was nine seconds left or something. Yeah. The, um, the Warriors still had another chance. Like, they, I think they, they fumbled the timeout, and that's why yeah. they, they yeah, had right. – So, yeah. so 50, 58 seconds, LeBron hits that shot. Um, you know, like I said, absolutely crazy. Um, and then I know, yeah, they got – the Warriors got, you know, their other possession. They missed, got it back somehow. Or, the you know, the Lakers came back. But – um. Yeah, I remember in the last like five seconds or something, they um, the Lakers played really good defense on the Warriors inbound play, mm-hmm. um, and you know I don't I don't know if like Steve Kerr is necessarily known as this kind of guy, but like we've seen the Warriors have very solid inbounding plays to get Steph Curry the ball, you know, pretty much every time because that's what they want to do. You and know, they have the football. assets to do it, like Steph Curry, who can run around exactly. everybody. So yeah, and he, basically, yeah, it's a floppy. He can run a floppy with with Curry uh, and, and two. You know that's floppy play in two K. No, I don't. You don't so. know? Okay, I use that all the time. So basically, if you I have the run, court, the only play I run in two K is a pick and roll. No, okay, so it's basically a pick and roll. So I'm going to explain this real quick. So imagine like, um, okay, so like if you're like a point guard at the top of the key, mm-hmm. you have your guard on the right wing. And he runs around the baseline, has like the center and the power forward set two picks, and at that uh, point, yeah, yeah, running okay. all the way to that side, he's open. That's basically Curry. He pulls up on the left wing. Mm-hmm. I would, I would. Yeah. That's I love that play for like yeah. whatever no, reason because it works. I didn't know. I didn't know the name for it, but I've definitely seen them. I and I've seen the Warriors run that. Yeah, like a hundred times because they just want. Yeah, they want to get Steph the ball behind the three-point line. <laughs> um, Running yeah, floppy he, every he every every possession. <laughs> just yeah, exactly. But um no, I mean he he ended up fumbling it. Kind of was tragic. But um yeah, honestly, it was a good game. I liked watching this game because on also watching one of the most interesting things for me was watching Draymond Green play defense on um on AD. You know, because yeah. like I'm I think Yo, a quick thing before you like, say this, right? A quick thing before you continue. He is a finalist for defensive player of the year. He yeah, like he's third. in the top three. It's Gobert, Simmons, and Draymond Green. Because mm-hmm. I mean Draymond Green's been playing great defense this season. But um, uh, offensive, he's a different story. <laughs> yeah, offense, we don't want to talk about that as much. Yep. But um, no, I mean, he played great defense against AD. AD has like at least three inches on him, I think, and probably like a decent, uh, um, I would say like maybe 20, 15, 20 pounds. I don't exactly yep. know. Um, just off the top of my head. But um, yeah, AD is obviously bigger than him. So watching, um, watching Draymond be able to like actually play really solid defense against him was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And it was a big part for them, too, because we know how big of an offensive piece AD is to the Lakers. Oh, yeah. And he still turned up. And by the way, I'm looking at the play-by-play because yeah, – Yeah, I, just want, I was looking at the play-by-play just because I didn't watch the final minutes. But look at this. So, at the seven-second mark, uh, Draymond Green rebounded the ball. And then the goal uh, – Steve Kerr did not call a timeout to the two-second mark. I was so confused that like some I remember watching one of my NBA YouTubers like, why the hell did they not call oh, a yeah, timeout I don't, before, I don't, right when the right when Green that, rebounded? I, I was do, like, why? I, 
I remember that happening. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. They brought the ball down. They hit, called the timeout. I'm like, why? And then you had two seconds to make a play. And then, of course, Blazemore uh, can't make a pass yeah, because pass he's out. not a clutch guy. Like, he's not a clutch playmaker like Chris Paul or something like that. And then mm-hmm. KCP, of course, gets a steal and they lose. Yeah, but, but still, I don't, that was why? terrible. Yeah. Now that, no, I do remember seeing that. But there now you go. I'm looking at it on paper, I'm like, what the hell? Why did he wait five whole seconds to call? Maybe because he was waiting to see if there would be like a transition shot. You know, I, know, I don't know. Usually you would want to do it every, yeah. I know the traditional ways, everyone just like timeouts and just bring the ball down and just run it in a bounce play. But yeah. I don't know. There's, I don't know what they were thinking. It's really weird. Also, not to mention Alex Cruz, who got an offensive rebound and they missed a layup. And we're not going to talk about that. Point being, they messed up the timeout. They had seven seconds. And they yeah, could have easily ran a play in six seconds to get Curry open. I, my but. only thought is because he was trying to look for a shot in transition. But, um, I mean, I don't but, even think Curry was bringing the ball up in transition. And, like, if you're looking for a three-point shot in transition, like, he's your dude, you know? So yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't just call the timeout. I, I don't know. passed him the ball. Like, I don't know, man. I, exactly. Weird, That's weird final seconds of that game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, with the LeBron three, that's the only reason why they, it was like that. It was going to go yeah. to overtime. So LeBron but decided to also, pull a B LeBron. See, did you see his um, Draymond's foul on LeBron? Yeah. Like, and then he, he was like injured on the floor. I was like, uh, crying about it. Yeah, like, it's Draymond, then, boy. Well, you're bigger than him. Stop crying about it. I was like, what the hell? And then um, I don't cry when a smaller guy hits me. All right. That's the thing. He was also saying that like, oh, he was seeing three rims and like he just aimed for the middle one. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, there's no way that you got hit that bad. Okay, I thought I know LeBron's a tough dude, man. But like that, that like I'm just like when I play basketball, at least I try to make sure that I don't get dazed by someone smaller than me. If I do, I get pissed. Because, like, I, I know I'm bigger than this dude, and I know I should be able to bully him. And even if he hits me, I should be able to power through that. Yeah, exactly. This is based on my my height, weight, et cetera. But yeah. I'm comparing it to LeBron and Draymond, who was, like, the best defensive player versus the greatest of all time. So Yeah, I was like, dude, I what's, don't know. what's going on? I don't know how that happened. Anyway. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think LeBron was overreacting to it. But, you know, I mean, that's just me. When, when was that? Was that like the last final seconds, or was that like in the middle of the fourth? Because I, I didn't... Was, yeah, I think it was like somewhere in the middle, like towards the end. Back because like, I don't know if he was trying to burn clock time, like they do in soccer, where they flop and they like wait like ten seconds to burn clock time at the end of the game. Because apparently that's a thing in soccer. I actually learned about from my friend who played soccer. The people Stop reason why they flop and they're all like very eccentric about it is because they want to burn clock time at the end of the game, so that gives less possession time for the other team. To make a play. Yeah, well, I mean that that's part of it, and also like a they want to get the foul too. But like you also yeah. have to like keep in mind for um yeah like stop like they they kind of counteract that like low key with stoppage time. Yeah, exactly. So, so I was like, what? There's no point to that because soccer the clock keeps going. So I'm like, why? Whatever. Again, that was that was a weird. I saw that. I was just whack. But whatever. They did. They did what they did, and they still won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still pulled it out of their. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not trying to say like LeBron was like trying to waste the clock or anything like that. Because, yeah, I mean, we know that the clock stops, but um, I don't know, dude. I just think I think he was over exaggerating the foul a little bit. You know, yeah. Again, this, this is like maybe the fact that he saw three rims. Like, I don't know if I really. OK, okay, okay come on now. Yeah, just just, oh just say you got hit and just take take your foul, boy. boy. Just, don't be just don't... take the foul. Seriously. Come on. Take the foul and get your free throws, bro. Boy, don't be saying about three rims and crap because you're going to be saying yeah. like, oh, I got three rims on the free throws. Why I missed both yeah, I of them? Like, like stop. Are you talking about, <laughs> if you need to sit out and, you know, take like a couple minutes, then get back in there and dominate. 
Yeah. Anyway, I mean, other things than that, I mean, Caruso had a great night. I mean, I was happy with that. And Bald Mamba coming in. Bald Mamba. <laughs> Bald Mamba. And also mentioned Schroeder. I mean, he had an okay night. I'm mean, just looking at the other other players. I mean, there's not much, like, the highlight other than AD and LeBron, which mm-hmm. is might be a problem if they're playing the Suns, which have multiple players that can be yeah, dominant. have a really deep bench. And not to mention their Possibly. defense. I mean, yeah, that too. And the Laker defense is okay. And it's my worry – like, I'm going to preview the Suns-Lakers thing real quick, like the first round. I'm worried that they're not going to be able to guard Chris Paul and Booker at the same time. Like, they're going to be able to have LeBron on, like, Booker maybe, and then they're going to have to put somebody on Chris Paul. Like, who are you going to put there? Like, Schroeder, KCP? Yeah, exactly. Who are, like, because decent, like, but they're not, like, great defenders who can, like, lock down LeBron – I mean, lock down uh, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. So, that's this is my thing. And then you're leaving, like, Mikel Bridges open on the three-point line with that kind of defensive uh, scheme. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I mean, yeah, also, they should not be playing Andre Drummond at all with AD and and Harrell. Doesn't make any sense to me. Why did they give him minutes? I don't know. That's probably why they I, lost. I mean, he started. <laughs> you know, Andre Drummond started for the Why? Life. I don't know. Me AD should be the permanent five along with Harrell throughout the whole playoffs, including That's the playing tournament. Like, we, were, we were sitting on the couch watching the game, and we, like, watch him, like, get up and, like, you know, go to half court at the start of the game. We're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, where are you going? People were uh, saying Drummond's yeah, going to make the, the Lakers a finals team. Like, no, he's not. He's not that great. He's only a rebounder. His defense is mediocre at best, and his offense is yeah, not bad. well. Subpar at best. He had four. He had four points on the night. Granted, he only took three shots, made two of them. So you know, good on him for not taking stupid shots. But still, I don't know. I yeah. just don't see. <laughs> I just don't see him being like a big. He's a defensive factor, and offensive liability. You know? Yeah, seriously. Like, what's he? All he's gonna do is really grab rebounds. <laughs> and at that point, you already yep. have Anthony Davis, who is, and LeBron. They all have the ability. You know, both of them have the ability to grab boards. And 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 Montrez Harrell, who's yeah, honestly sure. a better offensive option than than Andre Drummond. Yeah. So for sure. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I, hey, yeah, I don't know why they would they would really give. <laughs> you can but, tell this podcast is very free flowing because I did not have any structure to this. I just wanted to like I, see what what I, came I, up. I wrote but notes as well. The last <laughs> I mean, thing I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking it. We're just <laughs> yeah. Well, the last thing I want, I want to talk about the Curry Light Show that he put on. I just like the last thing, of course, because he went. To, uh, I mean, he went for twelve for twenty three, which is pretty good. But he went three for nine for three, mm-hmm. and made almost all of his free throws. And like throughout the whole game, you could tell he was dominant. And I just, I'm happy to see like Curry be still be Curry at his age, and he's probably going to be able to play a couple more years like that. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully they'll have some better pieces around him by that, like by hopefully if they, you know, next year, year after, so he can actually yeah, make a good playoff run. In. They definitely have to bring some pieces in. I mean, they and Clay does in. not need to get injured either. Clay should not get injured, <laughs> injured first game of the season. Honestly, I feel like if he's out for another year, like at that We're, point, you're, like, they're screwed. <laughs> you need to, like, I hate to say it, but like, you honestly might have Trey to like, give, give up on the dude because it's like, I, I, I love Clay because like he's a great three point shooter. He had 37 points in a quarter. He still holds the th- most threes in a game record. Yep. Like he's a he's a he's a he's a good player. I love. Clay. But he's injury but prone. <laughs> exactly, and it's like you've been out for so long at this point. It's like I mean, it's honestly almost just like a, it's a it's a Demar it's a De- it's a Demarcus Cousins situation. I yeah, I would think. I don't think he I, he didn't he didn't fall off as bad as Demarcus Cousins, but he just yeah, got injured so many times. Exactly. And it's like to the point where you're like, even if you do, like, it's also like similar to KD. Like, KD mm-hmm. had a bad injury, right? Comes back and he plays great, but he never plays. 
Yep. You know, same. He, oh, he, he has the same. He has the same injury as, as KD. He has a right Achilles injury. It's the same yeah, they both KD. have an Achilles injury. Exactly. So, like, A, it's possible to come back from an Achilles injury. KD yeah. has shown that he can at times. But it's like he just yep. doesn't play enough games. I'm pretty sure he's played in somewhere around half or less than half of the Nets games. Um, and yep. I don't even want to talk about how many games our big three has played together. Yeah. That's just embarrassing. Oh, I was going to bring that when we talked about the Celtics versus <laughs> when we previewed the series. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think that's the last playing game. I mean, I, do you want to talk about the Wizards, Indiana Pacers, or even the Warriors tonight? Because I assume the Warriors are going to win tonight. Unless you have I, something to say. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I the the Wizards smacked the Pacers, and yeah, yes. I, I, I see the the Warriors beating the Grizzlies. Okay, not, quick, not quick. terribly, but yeah. I, I see them winning for sure. I mean, quick thing about the Pacers, like before we like like end like talking about the playing tournament. Do you think the Pacers, like, if they get Miles Turner and everything back, do you think they'll be a good playoff team next year just based on, like, their performance this year just with Sabonis alone and I, maybe Brogdon? I think so. I think so because they've ha- – they have – I mean, they're just they're, – they're a little bit under 500 right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the season's over. But – um, so they finished with just under 500. Um, and, like, while Turner was in, they were go- they were playing great because he's such a solid defensive anchor for them, you yes. know, in the paint. Um, and Sabonis is like a pretty good defender as well, but like but he's, he's mainly more, offense. I think yeah, mainly the offensive, the offensive guy. Side. Um, and Miles Turner is more on the defensive side, but like both of them also have aspects of the other side. Like Miles Turner can still get like you know like 10, 12 points a game, like a couple rebounds and stuff like that. Way more so, rebounds than that. He or and blocks too. I mean, he was yeah, leading no, the leading like blocks before he got injured. A game, which is crazy, but um, yeah, no, definitely. I I see the Pacers being a, a good playoff team. But who I, I think the main thing for the Pacers right now, if, if they want to really become like a threat in the East, what they, they need to do is um, – or who the person who needs to turn up is TJ McConnell. Yes, I agree with that 100%. Along Because Brogdon has, has been on and off the season. I don't know. He hasn't been consistent as he was on the Bucks. So I yeah. think TJ McConnell is that X factor on the bench for next mm-hmm. year, and, and, and like, they, they resign him. I, I mean, he played, he played great in the game against – um the hornets i'm pretty sure i have to double check that but like i'm pretty sure he had a really good game and it shows yeah so he went eight for 20 this is the um this is the hornets game so we're kind of backtracking a little bit but um yeah he went eight for 12 he had 17 points you know five boards three assists um in 25 minutes like i think that's a that's really solid production from a guy from 25 minutes who's coming off the bench by the way, he is like up. His contract is up at the end of the season, so they all have to re-sign him. And it could be a sign that they may lose him because he's played so well. Like they, might, another team might like like you know latch onto that and see yeah. you know maybe he's a great like point guard option for our team, and they might try to take it take him away from the Pacers. But we'll yeah. see who he goes with in the yeah. offseason. But I think he's a really good player, and he can definitely do good wherever he goes. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's move on to the uh, main staple tonight, which is the preview of the Nets Celtics because that's our game both yeah. of our games I'm glad you came on because like I would not be able to be able to talk that talk about that alone yeah uh, <laughs> I'm sure yeah James would not want to talk about the Nets at all <laughs> <laughs> yep first thing I had to bring up uh because I actually have the actual number when you talked about like the big three your big three like the number the only the amount of games they played together is only 10 yeah throughout the whole 72 like, games they've only played 10 they're not all in a row they're not all in a row either so they have no chemistry with each other mm-hmm. so i mean like what are your thoughts on that first the first hand like what do you what are your thoughts about like them not like playing together like how does that make you feel like what, I mean, what are we thinking with that as a nets fan honestly i'm not gonna lie like as a nets fan right now i am terrified 
because we have so much pressure on us. Yes. Like, like it's, it's championship or bust at this point, you know, I mean, it's, it's, and it's been like that, uh, you know, arguably since we had Katie and Kyrie, but since we got Harden, it's been official. It's championship or bust, no doubt. Yep. So we have all this pressure on us right now. We have three of the greatest players in the NBA right now. And, you know, all time list, you know, is a different debate, but. But I think currently all, NBA, they're all top they're, 10 guaranteed. Yeah, they're all solid, solid, you know, fantastic players. Um, they just haven't played together. And it's yep. like, what's going to happen? Like when you actually like all three of you get on the court, like I know that obviously they all have good enough IQ where I, I, I don't anticipate it to be like, Oh, Oh, what do we do? Like, it's not going to be that bad. You yeah. Know? But like, I can totally see some offensive problems coming in because all three of them, you know, Harden, Katie and Kyrie, you know, I mean, Harden stepped mm-hmm. into more of a playmaking role this, um, yep. this season. I think I've said that probably a million times. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. He, he stepped more into a playmaking role. So he's not as much on the ball offense anymore. But um, like Katie and Kyrie are, you know, on the, on the ball offense. So they need the ball to really do the damage that they do. Um, Agreed. You know, so I, it's, I don't know, dude, it's really tough. But like one thing that I will say gives me hope as a Nets fan um, is watching our bench kind of play Step up. yeah because like we've had a lot of players we have you know bruce brown um landry scam it landry 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 slam it slam it <laughs> landry scam it <laughs> landry scam it um yeah um, so landry shamit's playing awesome um bruce brown i i think i might have said bruce brown already but um, yeah he's already he's popped off i definitely yeah. and you oh and yeah, you have green, nicholas claxton um, Nick Claxton has been playing well. Um, you know, Uncle Jeff has been playing really Uncle well. Je- uh, <laughs> Uncle I Jeff, that came for him as well. Because Joe he's like Jesus, you got Joe Jesus as well. Joe is Jesus, that, you know, is I mean, Joe Harris actually is that as actual? No, they, actually, that's not an official uh, nickname for him. He is Joe Joey Jesus, Hoops and Be- Beef Jerky Joe. Beef Jerky Joe. <laughs> that's according to basketball reference. His nickname is Beef Jerky Joe. I mean, I kind of like Beef Jerky Joe, but no, I think Joe Jesus came to fruition this season when we found out that he shoots 47% from yep. three on the season. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where do you think Beef Jerky Joe came from? Because, uh, of course, you're the Nets fan. Do you think you know know the reason for, behind that? No? Okay. Not a, not a All right. <laughs> could have possibly came from. <laughs> I have no idea. His love for Beef Jerky is clearly the, re- <laughs> clearly yeah, the yeah, reason why. Be- he might be a, a big beef jerky fan. I don't but, um, know. No, it's like, yeah, watching the Nets, watching the Nets bench turn up has been really nice because it also shows that, like, all right, when the big three is off, because that was a huge like concern for us once we got Harden. We were like, what's gonna happen when you know all three of them are off the court? You know, yep. and like we don't have all of them. So like what's gonna happen then? Um they've shown like our 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 bench pieces have shown that they can turn up for sure. So like I think it's going to be a really interesting series, and I think it's going to rely on a couple key players, mostly for the Celtics. I think you guys, like um, like I said, or like you said as well, like Marcus Smart needs to start, you know, dropping like 10 to 15 points a night. Yep. Um, Evan Fournier needs to turn up because Jalen Brown is out, and Jason Tatum needs to remain consistent. Kemba Walker yep. also needs to remain consistent. Yes. Like, I think all those pieces you guys It's just It's watch. just a consist, uh, consistency problem with us. I mean, what are yeah, the X factors for the like Nets? The like, because I know we talked about the Celtics a little bit earlier, but I, I'll go into the Celtics later. But like, what do you think the X, X factor for the Nets to keep this alive and they don't screw this up in the first round? What do you think they um, need to do? 
I honestly have no idea because it's like, is there even like an X factor? I mean, like we have three of, yeah, like the greatest fast, you know, players in the NBA. Or maybe just like think of like a scheme or like a playoff, like play options maybe for them. What needs to happen is Harden needs to not take dumb shots because we know he used to take some pretty He takes those seven step backs, but then shoots the three. Yeah, exactly. Like he needs to not be taking shots like that you know, while he was in Houston and he hasn't been. So like, I'm not too worried about that. Um, You know, KD needs to remain efficient as well. You know, if he takes, you know, 15 shots, I I expect them to go down. And if that, if he doesn't do that, then like, you know, he's going to be, it's going to be an issue, I think. Um, And, you know, Kyrie needs to also, you know, take, like, I don't, I don't know, dude, it's just really tough. Cause it's like, you think about all the pieces that we have and it's like, can you really rely on like one single piece for this yeah. team to really do well? And I think, I think just for me off the top of my head, the main thing is Harden needs to, you know, fully embrace the playmaking role in the playoffs. Um, you know, we've seen Harden do mediocre in the playoffs while he was in Houston, but now he's not the main shot taker. You nope. know, he's, he's not, he's not the main shot taker. So I think I can definitely see Harden's playmaking ability and his, just his, yeah, his ability to be able to facilitate the Nets offense. I think that's going to be a big part because yeah. I like, like I said, I mean, we have all these pieces, but if no one is there to really make it all fit together, then, you know, we're screwed for sure, which is also a big credit to Nash. I think Nash has been making our system work really well. I was surprised because I, I originally uh, thought Nash wouldn't be too much of a factor just because they have those three big stars and just going to rely on him. But I think Nash has made a pretty good system. And I think Harden has adopted a really good off-ball role. Like, he, I don't think he's, like, great, but I think he's serviceable at, as, a, as an off-ball player when Kyrie's on the floor or Katie's on the floor, for example. So, like, the games they have played together, I think I think they've played pretty well. Which worries me, of course, because I'm going to talk about Celtics right after the, after we finish this. You should, but yeah, you should be scared. You should be very. scared. I am very scared because, um, as again, I bring up with the Celtics side at least, um, Tatum and Bre- Kemba Walker have shown they are not consistent throughout the whole uh, season, and that's the if we honestly, if Kemba and Tatum can stay consistent throughout the whole series, we can bring this to seven games. And Marcus Smart and and if Robert Williams can come back from his toe injury, I think that's going to be a big factor to us playing really good defense having those two guys being like big dogs on the court strong defensive presence yep for sure but i think marcus to me at least just like marcus smart is going to be more of a factor on defense than robert williams just because the nets don't have like i mean we have claxton and you know deandre jordan like neither of them i mean claxton is obviously i love claxton he's great but um, neither of them are super like paint, like beast, you know, where it's like, yeah. oh, we have to lock them down, you know, it's like, so like, I, I feel like Robert Williams being able to lock down like Claxton or DeAndre Jordan is definitely a good thing, but more so it's going to be on the perimeter and like in the uh, mid-range area, because Kyrie likes to operate in the mid-range, the three-point area, see. you know, and same with KD, KD loves his mid-range shot. So like see, yes. gonna need good defense in the mid range yeah. for this to really like to really be able to stop mm-hmm. you know these dudes. See that's that's my thing with the def- with an offensive game plan for for Brad Stevens. Hopefully he can make one because I think he's a decent playoff coach. Mm-hmm. My thing is that if if Rob Williams comes back, he'll be able to lock down the paint. I think he can two v one anybody in the paint. Like he can like help on the guy that's driving up and then potentially get back on the center and block him if he ever needs to. And then mm-hmm. which allows our four whoever's at the four to pop out and help the perimeter. Yeah. And also help in the mid-range area, which is the main problem, I guess, I guess, as you said, for the Nets. 
really good, really good mid-range shooting team. So mm-hmm. they have to have some sort of way to help out on that because Rob Williams, if he steps out outside the paint, you're leaving the paint wide open and he's not fast enough to get back there to help cover exactly. example Claxton and, if he needs to get if Claxton has the ball in the paint so yeah and also yeah like like you said if Robert Williams steps out of the paint he's going to be too slow to get back and Kyrie like you know like Kyrie Bruce Brown even Jeff Green they're, they're, all guys, fast. they're all they're all quick enough to be able to get you know like exploit and they're all smart enough to it like, they all have like pretty good IQ honestly you know watching them play okay. like they they clearly understand the other team's defense and they can mm-hmm. you know like kind of, you know, make their offense work based on the other team's defense. So Brad Stevens is definitely going to have to have a solid defensive game plan, especially in the mid range for this series to really be competitive. Cause yeah. like, I mean, I hate to say it, man, but like if, if you guys we don't really have the offensive play- firepower, we lost that with Jalen Brown. We lost that. Yeah, like exactly. if we had Brown, I would have it. We would have a chance with offense, but since we don't, I have to rely. We have to rely on Brad Stevens' defense. defense. If you guys don't play defense, then this is going to be a, a five-game five sweep. Game series. Yep. Yeah. So a, this could be a gentleman's sweep, honestly. So it could be a gentleman's sweep. Like that's the worst case scenario. Line. I would think. I think we could at least win one game. I think that's worst case. And I think best case we bring the For seven sure. games. No, I can see. I or can even see win. Like that's the lowest chance. But I think potentially we can win this if everything falls into place. As I've been talking about the earlier, you know, keeping consistent having everyone step up on defense, you know, like bring, you know, like one thing I, I've been, we, I like, I've been like, I guess like looking on and on and off about is like the Knicks, how Tom Thibodeau has revolutionized their defense and make everyone made everyone Dude, care bad. about defense. Cause they're a top yeah. five defense in the league. And it's all because yeah. of Thibodeau. Cause like last year, their defense was crap. Thibodeau takes one off season and makes that a top five defense. Yeah. Seriously. So, I think, yeah. It should be a testament to how, powerful the de- defense is as well because i know so many nba teams are going away from defense but like the knicks just clinched the fourth seed in the east after with defense not make- exactly with defense <laughs> after not making the playoffs since 2013 like i think that yep. that should definitely speak to having a solid defensive game plan well that's also like the impact of a coach on defense like mm-hmm. if brad stevens took the same mentality with tom as tom thibodeau we'd be like a top five team right now but Brad Stevens is not that. And if he somehow changes it, I'll be surprised and I'll give him props. But right now, I don't see him as that right. I don't see him as like a Tom Thibodeau type, like in like influence on defense. He can yeah, prove me wrong. Holster, so, Tom Thibodeau type. Yeah, yeah. that's those need- are the two coaches that I've seen this year that's really stepped up on defense wise. I mean, Spolster is consistent, but I think Tom Thibodeau has really changed his perception yeah, sure. of and how like, he's like, looked in the league. Works. Clearly it works, you know, I mean, like yeah. again with Miami, like, you know, whether or not you want to call them a fluke or not, but I mean, still the defense, it, it, it's definitely more important than I think teams are making it out to be. Yeah. I, I think I, I, we have, I think we have the, the personnel to play good defense. It's just that we need to have the players care about defense. Like Julius Randall did not care about defense until Tom Tudor came there. And yeah, like and beat like him into shape type of deal. Beat it into his head, and now look at him. Yeah, he's playing like he's playing solid defense, great offensive player. And um, but I mean, even Tatum has been playing, you know, good defense. Good defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in, I'm actually appreciative of that because like finally yeah. that Tatum's stepping he's up. Like yeah, usually he's like mediocre to serviceable on defense, but like recently he's been playing like actually like you're like okay, this is like a factor on defense. You know, mm-hmm. like if you put him on the guy with the ball you know, you could possibly force, you know, like a pass or something like that. So definitely I think it's going to rely on a lot, a lot of defense. And it's also going to rely a lot on guys who typically are not considered good defenders for the Celtics um, yep. to step up and play even just serviceable defense. You, exactly. know, you, can't, you can't rely on Marcus Smart 
and Robert Williams to be your only defensive pieces against a team that has only offensive pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, like quickly before I before we get off this, I want to see what the Nets' defensive rating this year because I think they're not bad. I don't. I think they're like middle of the pack on defense. Now, yeah, I think we're. I think we're somewhere in the middle because I they're, know we're they're not. Playing, not I know we're not playing great defense. Yeah, <laughs> I mean overall. So let's see. Oh, they're actually. Oh yeah, I like they're twenty third. They're first in offense though. <laughs> first in offense, twenty third in defense. No surprise there. But yeah, exactly. So like, also that's another thing why I'm scared. Like as a Nets fan, is like going into this. It's like, yeah, we have all this offense, but like we also have no defense. What if you encounter the Heat out of nowhere, who have an incredible defense? Exactly, that- and then we realize like, oh, we have no defense, and the Heat have defense and offense. Like now, what? Yeah, now what are you gonna do with that? Yeah. Like, what are we we're like? We're gonna start jacking like, you know, 50, 60 threes a game. Yep. I actually, one thing I want to see actually is the. Can I find the bracket? There, it's a bracket. I want to see. Is it possible for? Oh, they aren't in the same. Oh, bracket. I want to say I want to see the Knicks versus Nets, but the Nets are on the bottom half of the bracket, and the Knicks are on the top half. So if I if by, the only be, way we'll see that is in the Eastern Conference Finals if they both I make think it. they're going to be in the Conference Finals. I think it's going to be Knicks? honestly. Yeah, no, I think the Knicks can make it to the Conference Finals for sure. They have to go through the Hawks and then the, assuming the Sixers that they win the eighth seed, eighth seed. So I think all right. So so maybe all right if they're playing the Sixers, maybe not. But I know I can definitely see the Knicks beating the Hawks for sure. Oh, easily. But I, I, I they're a great defensive team, so I'm not worried about that. But I'm just since um. I mean, I think that's pretty much wrapping up the Celtics. Like, I would just say, if they can keep consistent, play good, make them care, make the players care about defense, and you know, play to play their strengths and make sure they keep the good, keep taking good shots, and just Brad's. I think it's all up to Brad Stevens. That's mm-hmm. mainly everything I'm saying is all up to Brad Stevens coaching, coaching yeah. schemes, etc. So that's like yeah, Brad Stevens plays well. We have a chance to make it seven games. So mm-hmm. that's all. That's all I wanted to end with. Unless you have anything to end with with the Nets side of it because i want to go into the rest of the playoffs because yeah, uh, i said pretty much else i'm just i'm very excited to watch this series specifically because i yes. know it's going to be a decent bet like if every if all the self you know if everyone like really comes to play it's going to be a very interesting series it'll be a it'll be a light show to see just like the the lakers warriors game yes last night yeah but um I want to go through every single matchup in the East and the West and just give her like one minute take on it. And like, what are your thoughts? Like who's going to win? It's and with who do you, who do you think is going to win off your last mm-hmm. comments? Right, so yeah. let's move up the, the, bra- uh, the bracket and let's go to Milwaukee versus uh, Miami revenge series. What are your quick yeah, thoughts on that? That's the first round series. First round series, third versus wow. six. Uh, third series. Looked at the bracket since yeah. the games have ended. So, so I can run it down on the Eastern conference side. So we have on the top, we have uh, 76ers versus wizards. We got Knicks versus Atlanta. And then on the bottom half, we have Milwaukee versus Miami. And then we have, of course, the Nets versus uh, mm-hmm. Celtics. So let's go up and let's move that three versus six, um, Milwaukee versus Miami. Quick thoughts and who you think is going to win uh, right now. Um, off the top of my head, I want to give it to Milwaukee this time around because we know that Miami has played solid defense against Giannis. However, the Bucks did add Drew Holiday this season. And mm-hmm. Drew Holiday is a... Really good defender, solid offensive player, and a and a good playmaker. So I can definitely see I can see Milwaukee pulling up with a win this time. All right, I'm actually gonna counter you, and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna actually gonna pull the underdog and pull the Heat. I I believe in Eric Spolstra, and also I I think Spolstra will be ready for Drew Holiday. I think that's the thing about me is that Spolstra is a really good coach, and I think he's already game planned for Drew Holiday's like addition into the team. So I think he's yeah. gonna run a similar game plan. 
mm-hmm. to um, locking down Giannis, but I think he's going to also since we have enough, they have a decent amount of guards that are de- pretty good at defense. They mm-hmm. are, you know, of course, we've been talking about it. we had the, the big four: Nunn, Drogic, Todd, Duncan Robinson, Hero, all really good offensive defensive uh, players. So I think they'll, I think I'll have a game plan ready for them, and I think he can bring it to seven games. And I think they're going to pull out a, a win in the seventh game. I think it's going to go to seven games, and I think they'll win in the seventh game. That's how I'm going to predict it. That's, we'll see if that lasts. No, that's definitely a solid take because like I didn't actually think about Eric Spolstra as much. No, because I, I I I value great. coaching a lot, at least in my when I care like look at teams. I value coaching yeah. and how those players mesh like with the coaching scheme. And Jimmy Butler really made those young players into what Spolstra needs on defense Absolutely. with For his sure. mentality. I mean, yeah, I think we've talked about it so many times. But, like he's been just like the off and on court leader that every team needs. Exactly. So I'm gonna. You have the Bucks. I have the the my Heat. We'll see what happens next week when the few games go through and we can like we re, can revisit our take. I'm probably gonna still keep it regardless of how what happens, but um I'm gonna I'm gonna keep lock my I'm actually gonna lock that pick right now for uh Miami yeah, and seven. Unlock. I don't know. That one's more of a toss up for me because like I will, I'll probably watch the first game and then decide because like yeah like you said if I can if I see like. Eric Spolstra really like factor in Drew Holiday and be like, all right, we already know what he's going to do. And like, they actually can execute a defensive game plan against him effectively. Mm-hmm. Then, um, then yeah, I'll be like, all right, Miami can definitely take this. But you know, if Drew Holiday, you know, he, I mean, he's sneaky, you know, he's a little, he's a little sneaky. So you never know what he's going to do. So he, he could, you know, maybe bypass whatever Spolstra has in store for him. Mm-hmm. And then if, if that's the case, then like, yeah, I could see Miami ta- or um, Milwaukee taking the series. Yeah, not to mention they, they haven't added anybody too crazy minus PJ Tucker and Jeff T, which are like bench players. So nothing yeah. affecting the big three, like the big lineup. So um, next game on the list is Hawks versus Knicks. Quick thoughts and who do you think is going to win? I think this one's also interesting, but I'm leaning definitely more so um, for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Just because the Knicks have, to me, um, like you said, they have a really good defense. They have a really good defensive game plan. Um, Thibodeau, I'm sure he already has plans on how to lock down Trey Young. Um, I hope so. Maybe, yeah, like I hope so as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure he already has plans on you know how to deal with Trey Young, how to deal with John Collins, how to deal with Clint Capella. Um, you know, I think it's going to be more difficult dealing with Clint Capella because they don't have Mitchell Robinson, right? Mitchell Robinson yeah. has to back for the Knicks. I don't think. I'm trying to remember who they have at center. I'm going to actually quickly. I'll, I'll let you know who they got. They have Nerlens Noel, which is a pretty serviceable. Yeah, he's say. he's decent, but um, no, I mean, I think Clint Capella is definitely going to be able to bully him, but um, yeah, so I don't know. I think that like Thibodeau is going to be able to lock down, look at, and lock down the main pieces, um, mm-hmm. the main pieces of the Hawks' offense, um, and you know, I mean, I I don't think the Hawks don't necessarily have like bad defense, but they're also not like necessarily premier defense yeah team, right Capella is the only defensive guy i see on the hawks that yeah, really can exactly. lock do some damage but uh mm-hmm. is that is that your take so what how many yeah, games so do you Knicks, think Knicks currently Knicks you got the Knicks? Knicks how many Knicks games in Knicks and Nixon six six and six Knicks these are all just we're all throwing these takes out and I, i'm not locking any i'm not gonna like confirm or lock anything minus the, i want to lock down that miami heat win but mm-hmm. um I mean, just for the Hawks side, you I agree that they're, the main pieces are going to be locked down. So I think it's going to be up to guys like Kevin Herter and uh, Danilo Gallinari to step up. And Okungwu on the bench as well to step up and see what they can do, along with Cam Reddish, I guess, too. And they have an uh, addition of Lou Will. 
I think it's been a great addition for the Hawks. Oh, true, actually. I they added Lou Will, and what I've noticed in the last games I've watched with them, he's basically the Trey, like the discount Trey Young on the bench. So they've been able to keep the same um, play style on the bench as well with uh, Lou Will as their, you know, I guess their like big point guard with right. Trey, you know, when Trey Young's on the bench. So mm-hmm. I'm actually going to say probably Nixon seven just because seven. I think the Knicks will win, but I think their offense is not as powerful and not as explosive as the Hawks to get them to like a six or five, even a five game series. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll be able to win it out, just like barely scrape it out. I think Julius Randle will really have to step up. Because yeah. I, I mean, I mean, he's he's defending against he's playing he's playing offense against what John Collins, debatably like mess mad defense. At yeah, best. no, I can definitely see so. like I think for the for the Knicks to pull out with like um the Knicks to pull out with a win, Julius Randle is going to need to like average thirty points on this on the series. I think. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's if they have that, and that hopefully will open up the perimeter for you know RJ Barrett. And quickly, who have been shown to be really good this season. So yeah. hopefully they'll be able to pull well, see, it out. I'm like nervous about and D Rose on the bench. So who's on the bench? D Rose, who's been playing yeah, really right. well. So D Rose has actually been like a huge factor for the Knicks as well because he's been playing only like 17, 18 minutes, like to 20 minutes a game. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's still like at like having like serviceable numbers. But um, RJ, like I'm scared about RJ Barrett because I know he's been pretty inconsistent this season. Mm-hmm. You know, so like he needs to really be able to like find his shot because his shot hasn't been falling consistently this season. I think that's his main problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he can really find a shot, like you said, from three, especially since like they're going to, I I would assume that the Knicks would probably try to clog the paint a little bit. Um, you know, with you mean like, the Nets? Oh, you mean the Hawks are going to try to clog the paint? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah, they're probably going to try to clog the paint. So I would imagine that, um, that, if RJ Barrett can actually really find his three point shot, then yeah, I think they're going to have a lot more success on offense. All right. The last uh, Eastern conference game, we were actually making this way longer than it needs to be, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, we do have, uh, we have the whole Western side, by the way, to talk about as well, like quick, quick take, but yeah, this will, I'm not, I guess we're not going to talk about the hall of fame stuff. I mean, we'll talk about that in some other time when we have more time about it, but um, mm-hmm. let's go 76ers wizards, Sixers and um, five. Yeah, definitely. Gentlemen sweep. I see it. Um, All right. We're going to keep it as is. Yeah, I think Russell pull out one I way. Can't really say. I think everyone knows exactly what we're thinking. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think I think the Wizards will pull one win out, but I don't, I don't think I don't see them getting played blown out. So, oh, fun none. James is not here for this, and I think he'll give his take next week when we have a couple games under the belt. Mm-hmm. Suns versus Lakers. What are we thinking for this one? That's going to be interesting. Um, this one's tough. I see, I see Suns in seven. Just because I, I see the Suns pulling out, um, just because I know like Chris, you know, like the Suns don't have any experience, which I think should be a little um, like a little nerve wracking for them. But mm-hmm. other than that, like they have really solid offensive pieces. Um, they have a pretty good defense, um, you know, like DeAndre Ayton in the paint, um, you know, booking yep. CP3 outside, like they're great shooters. CP3 is a great playmaker. Um I definitely, and like, I don't know. I just, I definitely, I definitely see the Suns pulling up with the win on this one, but I think it's going to be a hard fought one. Cause like, you know, regardless of whether or not LeBron is at a hundred percent or not, like it's still LeBron James, you know, like he's still hundred percent, you know, so it's not going to be an easy win for them by no yeah. means, but I can see the Suns pulling up with a win in game seven. I'm just gonna say I can't bet against LeBron James. I have to say LeBron James and se- I have to say okay, I have to say LeBron James in seven. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, LeBron James and seven. Gonna have to put that team. Uh oh. Okay, he lagged out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, Lakers in seven. I-, I can't bet against LeBron in the playoffs, and I think he'll at least make it to the Eastern uh, Western Conference Finals against whoever. And I think that's when he'll lose because I think he'll either have to play the port. Then I'm, I'm gonna predict the next few quickly. Uh, the Nuggets, obviously. Uh, I think the Nuggets will obviously win against Portland. I probably in six games. I I don't have anything really. I mean. They had they didn't have lost they lost uh, Jamal Murray, but I think they'll be fine with with MPJ and uh, was it MPJ and oh MPJ and Jokic, how can I forget that MPJ and Jokic? But yeah, I think they'll be fine with with the with the lineup they have right now. Kapaz has been playing really well, so I'm not too worried. And of course, uh, Reed lagged out, but I'm going to continue going with this. Yeah, Jamal Murray's out, but I think they'll be able to pull out the win in six games. I think of course Dame, Dame playoff Dame is deadly and i'd be scared of the playoff game so i'm not too worried that the nuggets will lose i mean that's it's a highly possible oh there you go look he's back that was but, <laughs> i thought i thought it was actually gonna be like a whole process trying to come back in but oh no no i had like, turned off the waiting room and stuff but yeah i was talking about that i was going over the nets the nuggets uh blazers and i was just quickly saying that like you can't playoff game is gonna at least give them two games so i'm saying nuggets and six I think MPJ and Jokic are, is just too powerful on offense, and their defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like overall, as a team yeah. defense, because I think you know MPJ is really good in defense. Michael Green has been that Jer- uh, Jeremy Grant replacement that they really needed at the four. And you know, I mean, Capazzo is a defensive liability, but I think he makes up for it on yeah, offense. Five ten, exactly. <laughs> so he's five ten. Uh, no, he definitely makes up for it on offense. Um. So wait, what was this one? This was Blazers. I had, Nuggets. Uh, Blazers Nuggets. I had Nuggets and six. So. Dame, playoff Dame might prove me wrong. It might be Blazers in seven. I That's don't know. That's what I'm saying. Dame is, Dame is really dangerous in the playoffs. But I no, I mean, I could, I could see Nuggets in six. I, I want to You say don't Nuggets. have to say the same as me. No, so. I, I mean, I want to say – I don't know, man. I want to say Nuggets in seven just because I feel like Dame is going to pull up more so. Um, yep. But at the same time, I also definitely see the Nuggets pulling up with the win at the end of the day. Yeah, I see that too. Oh, this will be an interesting one. Ooh, Mavericks versus Clippers. Ah, that is going to be an interesting one because I, I remember watching that series. Um, I remember watching that series last year as well. Um, they, did they really play each other last last year? Yeah, they did in the first round. It was um, yeah, the Clippers actually. The Clippers had, versus, oh yeah, it was two versus seven. Had good, they had a good yeah. series, and then they go to play the Nuggets, and then completely fell apart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But um anyway. yeah, so I, we've seen this series before. Um, Mavs, Clips. I want them. I, I want to give, Clips, I want to, give it to the Clippers this time. But like we all know what happened last time when everyone thought the Clippers were gonna win. Yeah. Um. Oh geez, I don't even know. I mean, I feel like you want me to get my take before I, before you go. You have yours. You want to think about yeah, it a little yeah, bit? Let me, yeah. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> you give yours. all right. So first thing, obviously, new guy on, on the block, Serge Ibaka, big man on, on, the, on the paint, probably one of the best centers they've had, and it's a good replacement for Montrezl Harrell, and I think he fits the system way better, allowing Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to get more shots, which they need to. So second thing, they added uh, great shooters like Nick Batum, and I think Nick Batum is a great shooter off the bench. And, I mean, overall, they're, they're losing. Losing Lou Will wasn't too big of a hit. They have DeMarcus Cousins now. <laughs> so if that matters, the Clippers have Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, the Clippers signed Demarcus Cousins. 
Oh, but he's injured. He has a foot injury, so. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Bro, how long is this guy going to be in the uh, league? In the league, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He's been in the league for like three years, and how many games have you, has he played? Like Two. It's got to be single. Yeah, yeah. Like, two. <laughs> like two. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, but um, overall, That's I mean, great. the the roster, roster on the Mavs hasn't changed too much. Minus Willie Cauley-Stein has been a serviceable center to, you know, give Chris Stops some rest rest time. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say Clippers and six. I really think Luka is the man, and I think he'll just bully both of the both of the 3-and-D guys on the Clippers for at least six games. And they mm-hmm. can pull to seven like they did last – I mean, they went to game – they went to six games last, last year or so. I think there's about to be the same repeat. Exactly, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds about right because I I'm, I'm not gonna pull that up. But I think they yeah. I think they went to six six games and I think it'll be the same thing again because I don't mm-hmm. I think it's their defense overall. The Clipper defense is just too powerful for Luca because it's basically a two v one if you really think about it with Kawhi and PG. Exactly. So both of them are great defenders and like even they can switch on it. they can switch on and off each other and just like give mm-hmm. themselves time. Yeah. And double and, yeah, they're both they're both perimeter defense. I know like both their their post defense is like I mean Kawhi good, is better, obviously but, better, but yeah. yeah, but um no, I mean their perimeter defense is where both of them shine. So I think that and I think Kawhi could easily lock down uh, Doncic because he's probably I people crap on Kawhi huh. all the time, but I think he's an underrated player and I think he's obviously one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, or probably the best. Yeah, and Doncic is like Doncic is easily frustrated as well. You know, like if you can like get a hand in his face for like, you know, his first couple shots, mm-hmm. um, like I think he's going to get frustrated. And like he he's the kind of guy where like if you can get into Doncic's head, like I think you can really kind of like tear him apart. Dude, like, he's only he's only one year older than us. Like he's still very young. So isn't that crazy, dude? Like he's literally <laughs> like, like if we were. Yeah, he would be going into like his senior year of college now because we're going into our junior year. Yeah, like, exactly. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like Luca can be easily flustered. And I think that if the Clippers can fluster him, um, which I think they will be able to, because like, you know, mm-hmm. PG, um, I think he's going to have a hard time finding a shot. Yeah. So and I, Mr. St- and Mr. Like, I, I think the stick man might get injured. Kristaps Porzingis, the stick man, might get injured again, just like Katie. 100%. I mean, very twit. Very. Last, he did last series. Or yeah. So like game for the series or something like that. Yeah, he did get injured, so yeah. he might with the big, you know, Serge Ibaka's big man. I think he's gonna bully him. So, I, yeah. I, I don't have too much faith. I mean, I, I was saying in the, earlier in the in the season that Luke was gonna be my MVP, but he has not shown anything to be MVP worthy this no. year compared to like Chris no, Paul and. Everyone, LeBron, everybody else. So, last one. Oh yeah, I mean, do you have any any, any last comments for the last couple no, of games we talked about? Yeah, Doncic. Doncic has kind of had a not a bad season, but just disappointing for what he, we you want him to take another step up to be like that next LeBron, but he hasn't. Well, yet, yeah, I mean, so. I think a lot of people were waiting for him to you know get the MVP this year, and mm-hmm. um, he's not even in the top three now to get it because um he just yeah I think it's just like he didn't have like I said he didn't have a bad season it was just really disappointing for the expectations that a lot of people set for him yep including myself maybe I could (laughs) like maybe I'm not giving him enough credit but I I, I don't see him I don't I don't see the Mavs pulling up with the dub over the clips yeah last one obviously um we're gonna assume the Warriors are winning this so the Warriors versus Utah Utah sweeps in four but no 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 wait Utah in five just because Curry is still there uh, Ubre is injured yeah. and K- K- Clay's injured, so I don't think with mm-hmm. the overpowered shooting and, and rotations and defense of the uh, of the Utah Jazz, there's no way 
There's no way. There's literally no shot. The Utah Jazz have, I think, honestly, they're one of the most well-rounded well well-rounded. Yeah. well-rounded teams. Um, no, the, the Jazz are definitely one of, like, the most well-rounded teams this season. Um, they have, like, they're shooting the lights out from three. Yeah. Um, like for no reason. It's like they they don't even have like other than Donovan Mitchell. Like when you look at their roster, uh, like no one like jumps out at you and you're like that's a superstar. Yep. You know, like they have all these like you know under the radar kind of guys who have turned up this season. They're shooting the lights out from three. Two six men, that. six two six men of the year. Joe G, uh, uh, Jingles and uh, Joe Ingles, Jingles and uh, yeah. uh, uh, was it Jordan Clarkson? Both six men of the year uh, candidates. I th- wait, I thought Jordan Clarkson started. No, uh, they're both six men of the year, so I'm assuming they're both six men at one point. So, oh, right, because that already came out, duh, okay. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, duh. but um, yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. Like, they have such a solid bench, they have such a solid offensive system as well. Like, just watching their team, like, they have great ball movement. Um, I think they're going to be a tough matchup for any team, but especially like a you know, a subpar Warriors team right now. I think, the yeah, Warriors currently subpar. Right I'm sad to hear it, but subpar words. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, they're missing, like, some of their biggest pieces. It's funny because, like, you remember back in 20 – like, we're going – I'm going on a little side tangent. But remember in 2016, 2015, when we were saying, like, oh, the Warriors dynasty is going to be there for, like, another 10 years or some crap, and we're going to make the NBA trash even, to watch. I wasn't even an NBA fan back then. But, yeah, people are like, oh, the Warriors are going to win the next, like, 10 championships. They're going to ruin basketball. I'm like, No. I mean, yeah, like, sure, for, like, the next two, three years, but, like, I'm pretty sure they're going to break up just like every super team does, like MJ with, with the Bulls and uh, exactly. um, who is it? Everyone, oh, crap. You know? Who was I thinking? Oh, Shaq and Kobe, they broke up. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? I have this. I had, I had a big, couple. There was that couple. big three with um, Kobe, Gasol, and Oh, um, yeah. Nash. But they were failed to begin with. Yeah. I, I Oh, no, no, no. Here it was. Here it was. Um, the Celtics. Uh, Ray Allen. Paul Pierce and, and Garnett. Oh, oh yeah. Just, that's what I was doing. Honestly, I was thinking that was almost like a big four because of Rondo as well. Rondo, yeah, because they were all like all playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. Yeah. Wait, okay. Actually, hold on. Who Rondo's playing on the Celtics, uh, not on the Celtics. He's playing on the Hawks now, right? Yep. So oh, no, 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 no. He got traded. He got traded. I'm pretty sure he got traded. Again. I yeah. thought he got traded to the Hawks. Yeah, he he is currently on the Clippers. Oh. oh, they traded Lou Will for Rondo. That's what it was, the mid mid season oh, mark. Duh. Right. Jeez. Um so that even makes the Clippers yeah, even more actually, dangerous. That, no, that just Wait. gives me more reason to think that the Clippers, Clippers are gonna, gonna win. win. Playoff yeah. Rondo is a different animal. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I was like, Rondo's Wait, I was like that I forgot about Rondo. He's like on the Clippers. Like, yeah, yeah Clippers are same until I until we just brought him up. For the <laughs> yep. I, I was like, Why is Lou Will on the Hawks? I'm like, oh wait, they had a trade midseason. But yeah, I yeah, again, I'm just – there's not much to say. They're just all great shooters, great system. Uh, Quinn mm-hmm. Schneider is up for coach of the year. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what I don't know what, what the Warriors can do to, like, bring it – to give them two games on them. I, I don't know. Steph Curry's going to have to drop, like, 60, 60 points. points. He's going to be like Jason series. Tatum. He's going to be like Jason Tatum. Wanna... Yeah, seriously. I just – and I just don't know if i see that happening i mean steph has proved you know people wrong in the past so like who knows you know he is crazy who knows yeah. what he's gonna do? but i don't know i mean can he really carry his team in a best of seven series past one of the best teams in the nba right now no a lot of people I mean, I, it's funny enough like my closing statements about the the uh the playoffs is that everyone's begging lebron's gonna win 
regardless like like have you have you looked at like my thought is like have you looked at the path he has to take to get to the finals seriously like and like i know like, he's done it before 2016 but i i don't this, know this not well. i mean in even in the west he's gonna have a difficult time because mm-hmm. um what's their the first matchup is with the suns suns yep just talking about that so already that's gonna be a tough matchup and both i think both of us said that or you you said lakers are gonna win i said suns are gonna win but, yeah, um, I can't bet against LeBron. That's already going to be a tough series for him. Um, then, you know, if he wins that, he's probably going to have to play the Jazz at some no, point. He has, yeah, he's played the Jazz in the Eastern Conference Finals if they make it there. But then his yeah, next matchup his next matchup is either Denver or Portland. So, Yeah, and, like, both – I mean, you know, Portland, not as much, but, like, Denver definitely is a threat. Um, you know, the Clippers as well. Like if they Dion, if they Dion. they end up doing that somehow upsetting yeah, the exactly. jazz like the the western conference like he's going to it's not going to be easy and then even you know it, assuming they get he gets to the finals he's going to have to play one of realistically one of three teams and that's going to be nets bucks sixers um hmm. you know and i don't really I don't know, man. It's just like he has a really difficult path. Like it's not an easy. Hey, hey, LeBron. It's LeBron, though. It's LeBron. You can't. Everyone says you can't bet against LeBron, but like it's. I haven't. I gotta see it to believe it for me. Like I'm. I'm very. I'm very conservative on that sense. Like I don't want to like just put my all my money on LeBron right now. Because exactly. Because like yeah, like we just said, dude. He has such a difficult path. Like who the hell knows what's gonna happen? You know, with this series. Exactly. I don't know. Well, my 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 eyes gonna be on LeBron this whole season. I always want to see if Celtics the Celtics can bring it to seven games, and the rest of it, we'll see what happens. Because I don't think the Celtics are gonna make the Eastern Conference Finals anytime soon. So, unfortunately, sorry, not gonna not gonna be your year. Hey, hey, but, but hey, the, hey, look at the Nets though. They get to be in the it's dominant super team in the East for the next two years, whenever their contracts end up. Yeah, hopefully. Oh. I mean, but like, like I said, dude. I mean, if we lose in the first round, like that'd be pathetic. I'm gonna have to <laughs> be... burn all my jerseys. Like, I can't be seen. <laughs> you gotta burn oh, all. No. You gotta burn your Durant jersey. You gotta boy burn. You gotta burn. Yeah, like dead ass. Like I'm not gonna be able to. Like, like it's gonna. Dude, be I get bad, to wear my Tatum dude. jersey with pride if we beat the Nets the first round. I'm yeah, not gonna seriously. lie. I'm, yeah, gonna, like, I'm like, gonna wake up every morning. You know, put on. White makeup, big fat red clown nose. You know, <laughs> it's that meme is like, we're not gonna blow in the first round. We're not gonna blow in the first round. Katie and Kyrie will carry uh Harden will carry us. Yeah, we're gonna win. Yeah, and it's just the last clown just smiling. <laughs> just, that's scary. gonna be you if it's you like, lose. It's really scary. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> no, like seriously, can you imagine what's gonna happen if the Nets lose in let's say the first round right now if the nets lose in the first round it's by seven i'm assuming that's the only way they're gonna lose so what like so, that would i be... said by seven games this is the only way they're gonna lose there's no way the yeah. celtics pull out a six game series yeah but let's just assume hypothetically celtics pull out with the win in the series no matter how many games it goes to like yeah. the implications that that has on just like everything is yeah. like tremendous. It's like okay, so it shows that like Katie, Kyrie, and Harden clearly cannot carry a team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Yep. Um, you know, on like to think about that's absurd. Um, yep. KD will be labeled that probably the most hated player in NBA history. He he I goes think. to every super team possible and loses. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no, he won. Yeah. He won with the Warriors, but 
like, the point being I mean, he can't win with his own team type of deal because he's technically the number one option because I think you could say debatably Curry was the number one option in the again this is up to debate but you could say debatably Curry was the number one option in, in the Warriors because he's more impactful to that system than KD because KD can just be plugged in anywhere at this yeah. rate so but yeah no so like KD would be the most hated man on <laughs> the planet for like yep. at least a decent amount of time um and then, yeah, all Nets fans will have to hibernate for the next, like, five years, and we're, we won't be able yep. to, you know, come out. Like, Barclays Center, ghost town. It's going to be dead. It's going to be no dead. going to go to those games. And Celtics win um, doesn't prove anything, because I think Brad Stevens should get – well, he might or may not get fired if the end of the season. I mean, hey, bro, if the Celtics pull up with the win over the Nets, I think that, that is, that's huge for Without Jalen Brown, that might cement, cement Brad Stevens' career – Career no, defining win or something like that. Absolutely incredible. But um, at the same time, I also think it's a re- the Celtics are in a really good spot now that we're, I no, we're like, in limp. No, 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 we're not in a good spot. We're in limp. We're in no, playoffs. No, 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 no. Because here, because here, listen to this. You're in a good spot in the playoffs right now for two reasons. One, or for on on two, whatever. I'm just gonna say. It. So you got <laughs> you got, two, you got two options, right? It's you either win against the Nets or you lose against the Nets. Option let's say option one lose to the nets yeah everyone would be like okay that's expected you know we're like all right whatever cool finally everyone's gonna be like oh well the nets won fucking finally you know and then it's gonna be like all right celtics <laughs> you know lost it's like okay now you just gotta wait for next year but then if you win it's like holy crap like you know like we just pulled up like an insane upset so like you guys are in a really good spot right now that's all okay I'm gonna say. <laughs> well okay inside celtic circles we were a lot of people are talking about potentially like this is the extreme side of it, but like eventually trading Tatum and like blowing the whole team up just because like this this roster has only brought us to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that was with Kyrie's help before he got injured in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. You so, you made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year as well. We made it. Oh, we made it three times. We made it one with it, and that roster is gone. One with Scary Terry, but half of that roster is gone, and no Al Horford. And now we're we made it last year, but that was a fluke. I'm gonna say the bubble was a fluke because there's no way I didn't I didn't see us. How did we win against? Wait, did we play the you Sixers? Played, you played Toronto. You took Toronto to a it's seven a, game series. That oh, was actually to, a great series. Toronto, yeah, Toronto, yeah, yadi da. There was no Kawhi on there. Kawhi was on there. He would have smacked us in the playoffs. But and Pascal yeah. also had a horrible performance. A couple games, yeah, absolutely horrible performance in the bubble. So point being, I, I there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments to say that our team has not accomplished anything with this roster and they want to blow it up, or we would have to trade for a great player. Because I remember back, this is like I guess this is my last point for the podcast. We've been going for about an hour and a half. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's a little exhausting. I just realized, but um, my last mm. point was that back when eighty was on the trade market before he went to the Lakers, there was a there was a trade rumors about like trading Tatum. And like a couple of young, like Scary Terry and, and Tatum for AD. And we would have a lineup of like, you know, Brown, AD, and whoever else we had on the bench, which was like going to be amazing. And we would have, I would have taken that personally, because especially how Brown developed this year. Think about it. If we had like an insane Brown and AD on this lineup, what, what, yeah. what, what could have been? What could have been with the, the Celtics team? The weirdest thing about that is just trying to picture AD in a Celtics jersey. Yep. That, that is one of the weirdest things to me. But, um, yeah, I think that would have been an awesome pickup for you guys because um, then it would have given you, a like, Robert Williams could have been, a, you know, gone into the backup center role 
but for good reason, you know, because like this last time, like he was there this past season, he was there for no goddamn reason. He should have been starting. But, um, yep. you know, if you put AD there, that's a, you know, a runner up for defensive player of the year for last year. Um, yeah. You know, a guy who can easily get you a double double every night. Um, you know, big, big ass dude. Like, I think that would have been great for you guys. But at okay. the same time, um, you know, I mean, Brad, Brad Stevens would have had to kind of, you know, figure out how to work him in with the system because he's not a great shooter necessarily um so i think i mean yeah yeah he's like a decent shooter Wait, was, he's, 80, he's was 80 traded in 2019 or 2018 was he traded i think he was, was traded in 2019 i think okay hold on let me let me let me because no because lebron had like at least one season on the lakers where they didn't sucked. have him yeah and they, he was on they, the lakers yeah. so it was in it was 20, so it was 2018, 2019 season that mm-hmm. he was. So it was 2019, 2020 that he was on the Lakers. So it was a 2019, so 2018 to 2019 season. Our roster, the people we would have had to trade for AD, probably we had to trade, of course, Horford for the contract. And then we would probably have to trade Tatum. And then where's the, where's the guy I was looking for? Uh, uh, Terry Rozier or Kyrie. Like we would probably have to trade either Kyrie Irving or Terry Rozier and Tatum. Along with Al Horford for contract reasons. Think I mean, about I think that. If you tra- if, I think if you traded Tatum and Kyrie, you probably would have gotten something more than you would have gotten AD and like then some because those are two solid pieces. But um, yeah, I, I think, don't know. I mean, I I don't know. It would have. I think it would have been really a good pickup because um, AD is also like a good consistent player, but mm-hmm. um, you know, because he he's pretty consistent. Um, but at the same time, it's like he's not. Um, I mean, like, again, like, you know, we're not in the locker room, so we really don't know how these guys actually act, but just yep. based on what I see, like, he's not, he's not a leader, you know, cause he left the Pelicans. He had the option to lead the Pelicans franchise or go to the Lakers and play with LeBron, but he didn't win with the Pelicans for how many years. So that's why he left. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. But like the point <laughs> is like, he could have, he could have led that whole franchise, you know, he could have been their franchise player and he decided to go to the Lakers. So I just don't see him being like a big kind of leader guy, you know, especially mm-hmm. when they like go into the, um, go into the Celtics. Like, I don't know. I think it would just be a weird dynamic. To yeah. Me. Cause if you had to trade example, if we had to give up Kyrie and Tatum, the next best player is Brown. And then you would still have Gordon Hayward. You would still, if you had to trade Horford or not, you would still have Horford. If that was still a thing and that's it. I mean, you have scary Terry on the bench. That's it. There's nothing really, there's not really anything else that sticks out to me that, you know, that, that could like see it be a playoff team that could like go to the finals minus AD and Tatum and Brown. That's it. Cause we would have to give yeah. up two young players for him. Like just like the, the Lakers trade, you would have to give up three young players for him. So I'm going to pick my three but, young players is Tatum, Terry Rozier, and I don't know, one other player, and then probably Horford or something for contract reasons. I don't know. I forgot like, what the trade was. Even if- even if you do give up all of that, like bringing AD in, but getting rid of Tatum, like, does that really make the team like championship worthy? That's the point. I, I, no. I, I think it would take one more year, but I, also that's another thing. He was on a one-year rent. If we traded it for him, it would be a one-year rental with AD. So oh, really? yeah. Cause the contract was about to end up, was about to end in 2019. So we had to resign in the, for the 2019, 2020 season. So that's another thing we had to consider is that he was a one-year rental. Like we would have to win now or cause like he, we could, he could just like, yeah, we could like now lose in the second round and he could just leave 
and go to the Lakers anyway yeah. and still be dominant. Straight, like, straight up, and he probably would have done that if he did go to the Celtics. Yeah, so years. so he would have to win, like at least make the finals with the Celtics to stay on the Celtics for the coming years. Or just don't trade. Like, I think that was the options. And I, I, I would love to see what would have happened, like, you know, alternate future, see what would have happened if, if AD went to the Celtics, see what could have happened with that. But yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. That, that was just a random tangent I just went on just because, like, we're in, lim- we're in playoff limbo. We make the playoffs every year, but we lose in the first, second round. We make exactly. the Eastern Conference finals yeah. every so often. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're not, we're like that good playoff team that never makes the finals and we're just like in limbo and it just sucks because I want to win at least one finals with Tatum. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. But I, I mean, don't know. I don't know, dude. It's going to like Brad Stevens has got to do something with the team, like something, something new. Drastic. Like, he has the young guys, you have the talent, but something is not working. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what it is either. I really don't, I don't know. know what it, I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't know what it is either. And I don't think Brad Stevens even really knows what it is. Otherwise, he probably would have fixed it. Yep, exactly. You know? And Danny Age would have probably grabbed somebody to fix that. But, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, it. Like, again, we went on some multiple tangents for this podcast. <laughs> we're, like, at, we're at hour and a half, two that's hours. What playoffs do. That's yeah, what the playoffs do, man. I know. Okay, we have all previews, but I think next week we're going to try to limit how much we talk about unless there's something crazy that happened in the first couple of games. I think we'll just try to limit ourselves just, just the series that we're talking about. Like, we'll talk yeah, about the Suns. Honestly, the I feel like we so. probably could have just kept talking as well, like, just forever. Like, yeah, I know, about, exactly. There's like a lot to talk about. about playoffs and stuff, like, you know, yeah. what's going to happen like that. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, but let's. I think next week this is probably going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. I might, I might title it that the longest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> so it's going to be a freaking force. Like, it'll be a, my God damn, it's going to be tough to edit, but yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that one, <laughs> I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut it here. And um, yeah, until next week, boys, when we talk about like the first few games, we'll see you. Peace. All right. Peace.